You are listening to A Mommy and a Mic. My name is Barbie Famoletti and I am a stay-at-home mom. I want to gift you more time with your family, less time doing chores, and easy ways to be healthier as a family. I want to make your motherhood experience a little bit smoother. I want to share things with you that worked for me or offer a solution to a mom problem. As you may already know, it takes a village. Each week, I will share with you a different aspect of my life. It may be a healthy recipe, an interesting mom hack, or a new kitchen gadget I stumbled upon. My hope is to encourage you to live better, eat better, and be better. Let's all live our best life. I want to give you tangible tools you can bring into your life as soon as the episode is over. Join me as we tackle mom problems and overcome them together. And feel free to write in to my website at www.amommyandamike.com. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode eight of A Mommy and a Mike. I think this is one that we've all been waiting for, titled Getting Kids to Eat Their Veggies. Some moms have a struggle with this. Some kids battle the vegetables until the end. (laughs) So I'm going to give you three recipes that are my tricks and mom hacks, call them whatever you like, to get your kids to eat vegetables. And I know as moms, when we listen to podcasts, we're probably doing the laundry or the dishes, cooking or driving. So I don't expect you to write any of these recipes down. I'm just going to talk about them and provide you with links in the show notes. You can just click when you're at your computer or near a notepad. You can just click them, open them, and see what I'm talking about. But I want to give a little background to my childhood with vegetables. And I think for most of us, our moms would just steam vegetables and serve them. I know my mom did. She would steam broccoli And just serve it on the plate with nothing on it. Blah. Or I remember her trying to serve Brussels sprouts, but that did not go over very well. And of course, peas, just steamed peas, nothing on them, not decorated. And the problem with just steaming a vegetable like that is that most of the nutrients go right out into the water. You'll see how the water is green and stuff like that. And it's very little flavor. I mean, personally, today, if you serve me just steamed broccoli with nothing on it, I don't think I would enjoy it. So I remember as kids, me and my sisters around the table, a particular dinner that she used to serve us was steamed broccoli and mac and cheese from a box. And we didn't like the broccoli so much, we would stab it with our fork and pretend it was, we would all pretend that we were Wonder Woman. (laughs) We would stab it with a fork so the broccoli would be the tree. And then we'd pile onto the fork tines the mac and cheese. Those would be fire logs. So in the same bite, we'd take a bite of broccoli and a bite of mac and cheese. So it would kind of cover up the fact that the steamed broccoli was disgusting. (laughs) Sisters, if you're listening, I don't know if you remember that, but I sure do. So it's just a funny childhood memory of terrible vegetable experience so (laughs) um and not to mention in the 80s and 90s there was a big movement 
towards non-fat everything, no fat everything, fat-free milk came out then, fat-free yogurt, fat-free cheeses, even margarines. And during those two decades, it was a huge push to believe fat makes you fat. And that's just a big fat false now that science has disproven that. Because of those two decades, the push, 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 the marketing, some people to this day still believe that, but I'm here to tell you that it's false. So I'm going to link also this article I found. Mind you, this was on page nine of Google. When I do a Google search, I tend to not look at the first page because those are all paid advertisements. I like to dive in deep and go down to like page 10 not, and then work my way back from there. This was on page nine. Uh, about how good for you butter can be. And it's talking about grass-fed butter. It's an article by blog.paleohacks.com. And I will link this in the show notes so you can read for yourself. But I do want to quote it, just kind of in a nutshell, proves what I'm talking about. So here here I go. I, I'm going to read this last part. I, and I quote, Grass-fed butter is one of the healthiest forms of fat you can include in your diet. Full stop. Though it's hard to unlearn years of poor misinformation, it will benefit your health to understand why the recommendations of the past were actually harmful. However, remember that just because grass-fed better is healthy, that doesn't mean you can skip all other elements of a healthy diet, namely eating plenty of vegetables and nutrient-rich foods. The main takeaway is to skip the margarine, use grass-fed butter instead in moderation, and enjoy the taste of good health, end quote. That says it perfectly. Yes, we've been misinformed in the past. We have to undo all that and be okay eating butter for ourselves and for our kids. And one of my favorite grass-fed butters is Kerrygold Pure Irish Butter. It's delicious. I serve it on my vegetables for myself, for my kid, for my husband. And that, my dear listeners, is my secret ingredient. Butter on the vegetables. Woohoo! So I'm going to start simple. It's not really a recipe. It's just the first way. If you just want to start really easy and really simple, is to use an air fryer for your vegetables. And I'm telling you, my whole life, I've never really enjoyed Brussels sprouts. And once my husband made them in the air fryer, I was just like loving them, eating them, chomping them, and asking for them again and again. <laughs> But when you cook vegetables in the air fryer, whether it's Brussels sprouts, broccoli, I've even crisped up kale in the air fryer. It crisps it up in such a way that it it doesn't leach out all the nutrients as if they would go down into the water when you steam them. It just crisps them up and you take a bite of broccoli and it's actually crunchy or your kale turns into kale chips. I'm not a big fan of kale, (laughs) but I'll eat kale chips from the air fryer. They're delicious. So start out simple. And then on top of that, you drizzle olive oil. Before you make it in the air fryer, the broccoli, you drizzle it with olive oil, a little bit of salt, a little bit of garlic powder, and just cook them up. It's delicious. So that's one simple way to get your kids to eat vegetables. So now that you know grass-fed butter is a go, another easy way is to saute vegetables in a frying pan. Add a little grass-fed butter and they saute really nicely. I like to use extra virgin olive oil. Also, in exchange, if I didn't have butter on hand or thawed out, hey, it's good for yourselves and your kids to get that healthy fat into your diet. 
So let's dive in. Here's the first recipe that I want to talk about. And this was an incredibly major hit. And when I posted this recipe, it got a lot of attention because it was delicious and healthy and pizza. Yes, pizza. It's cauliflower pizza. And I stumbled upon this creation. Thank you to my husband when he was eating keto. I was the cook and I did a lot of research on how to eat keto because I, I had to learn that and how to make vegetables in new and exciting ways. And one of them was cauliflower pizza. So it's pretty simple. You, If you have a ricer, it's a kitchen tool that can turn your cauliflower into rice. If you don't have that, you can always buy riced cauliflower, which I did for this recipe because to rice, to turn cauliflower into rice is kind of a task. So I skipped a step and went ahead and bought it already riced. So you cook it, you squeeze it out so you can remove all the water and get it as dry as you can. And then what you do is you mix that. Literally, it looks like rice. If you didn't tell me it was cauliflower, I would have assumed it was white rice. It's pretty neat. <laughs> then you add your spices, garlic powder, basil, oregano, salt, pepper, whatever you choose. Crack in an egg and one cup of shredded provolone cheese. You mix that all together and that is your pizza crust. You don't really have to measure the spices. You can just sprinkle them in and do it to your taste. But you spread this onto a uh, piece of parchment paper to shape your crust and you bake it by itself just like that on a cooking on a baking sheet with parchment paper bake it at 500 for 15 minutes that's your crust and it does crisp up like a pizza crust it was pretty amazing to see before my very eyes at first I was leery I'm like how how is this gonna work but it came out like a thin crust and then you just add the toppings of your choice and then put it back in for about 10 more minutes. For this one, we did pesto sauce. We cut up chicken that we had left over from the night before and shredded provolone and some fresh basil from my garden. It was awesome. Oh my gosh, my son, who was three at the time, gobbled it up. <laughs> loved it. My husband couldn't believe it was keto. He thought I cheated and made this um, thin crust from like flour crust. And I was like, nope, this is cauliflower through and through. It was amazing. Again, guys, don't worry about writing down these recipes. I'm going to link them in the show notes. So that's recipe one, cauliflower pizza. It's delicious. It's healthy. Your kids won't even know what hit them. <laughs> The second one I love to incorporate is butternut squash. And this recipe I titled Hack My Mac and Cheese. And the reason why is because I found a way to make mac and cheese without actually using cheese. It's still orange too, which is kind of like a, a mind boggling thing. But that's why it works because kids don't know the difference on this one. <laughs> So basically, if you happen to purchase an entire butternut squash, you just can peel it and bake it in the oven. A lot of people think that's too much labor intensive. 
And as moms, I get it. I think that too sometimes. And um, you can certainly get it frozen and cubed and peeled already for you. And that skips a step. That's a mom hack right there for you. So if you do that, however you get it, whether you peel it yourself or get it peeled, cube it yourself or get it frozen, as long as it's, you know, organic wherever possible. It was kind of funny how this came about because I made, I, I actually steamed butternut squash the night before as my side and tried to put butter and oil and salt and garlic and nobody liked it (laughs) it was too bland it was my sorry attempt at decorating a boring vegetable and I had a lot of leftover (laughs) so I was like okay I gotta find another way to repurpose this butternut squash it was a total bomb so I did some research and I came up with this hack my mac and cheese so I had this leftover butternut squash cooked already from the night before. So I put it in a saucepan. I smash over low heat, smash it with a fork, get it nice, nice and mushed. Um, so there's no lumps. And this is what will magically morph into your cheese sauce. So next you add in for this, I used half and half you organic half and half you can use milk or whatever you have in the kitchen. But just a just a little bit till it gets loose, but not too soupy. Because as it heats, it will thicken and add a little butter in there. But just don't stop stirring. If you stop stirring, it can burn very easily on the bottom. So once it looks like cheese sauce, which it magically does, <laughs> then you're ready to add some seasonings. And I just used salt, pepper, and garlic powder. Those are my trifecta that I always use. On the side of that, I had already pre-cooked pasta and veggies. Or you can make them fresh on the same night that you're choosing to make it, whichever you feel. But I'm all about shortcuts. I like to cook once and eat twice. I usually cook a lot of leftovers and have them so I can use them in different ways later on in the week or the next day. So I had made pasta. Mine was gluten-free because I'm gluten-free. And I had peas, carrots, and green beans, so just a mixed veg. And I added my cheese, added them into my quote-unquote cheese sauce, which was my butternut squash sauce. Mix it all together and totally cover it, and it looks like mac and cheese. And it tastes delicious. I mean, it tastes, I couldn't believe how good it tasted. It was just so savory. And again, foiled again. My kid didn't know. My husband didn't know until I told him. He he looked at it. He's like, why are you serving all this cheese? I said, take a bite. And he didn't know it wasn't cheese. And then I told him what it was, and he was just shocked. So again, delicious way to feed your family healthy stuff without them even knowing it. You're listening to Barbie Familetti on a mommy and a mic. Let's take a moment to hear a few words from our sponsors. Did you know Barbie also wrote a book? If you are soon to be mom or dad, then this book is for you. Are you nervous about how to prepare your home, nursery, car, or living space for your new bundle? Then get this book today. Thank you. Yes, I did write a book. It's called From My Life to Mom Life. My journey through pregnancy, natural childbirth, and my baby's first milestones. Here's my announcer to tell you more. In it, you will find lists for nesting, baby food recipes, and helpful product recommendations. Head over to MyRockerBees.com to get yours. That's M-Y-R-O-C-K-E-R. B-E-E-Z dot com today. And now, back to our podcast. 
Okay, third recipe is another pizza recipe, but this time there are many, many baby pizzas in a muffin tin, and they're made with spaghetti squash. I love spaghetti squash because it's very versatile, versatile, versatile. Not sure which is the correct pronunciation of that word. Very versatile. I have made spaghetti squash as just noodles. Where I serve them and just cover them with red sauce and sprinkle a little cheese on top and in lieu of spaghetti noodles and that's a hit. So that's a side note, but this that's not the recipe I'm going to talk about. The recipe I'm going to talk about is spaghetti squash pizza nests. You can buy an entire spaghetti squash, cut it down the middle, and scoop out the seeds, and then put it on a cookie sheet face up so the inside of where you just scooped out the seeds is facing up. Drizzle it with olive oil, stick it in the oven at 400 degrees for 45 minutes. You can sprinkle salt and pepper. You can sprinkle a little garlic. You can decorate it however, whatever spices you like. After 45 minutes, it comes out. You take a fork, let it cool a little bit. I usually hold it with an oven mitt, but I take a fork and you can just run your fork down and up and it turns, literally turns into spaghetti. It's kind of fun to make and it's fun for the kids to watch you make it or even help out making it because who knew a squash could turn into spaghetti noodles. (laughs) Okay, 45 minutes is a long time. So while the squash is in the oven for 45 minutes, I prepare my other tasks. And one of those tasks is slicing up a grass-fed organic hot dog. And I did a segment on hot dogs on my blog where I talk about why one hot dog would be healthier than the next. So anyway, I got the healthiest hot dog. I sliced it into what I call my pepperoni. So I do that. And then I get a muffin tin and I line each muffin with parchment paper, cut little squares and make parchment paper in each muffin tin so I can have 12 mini pizzas when I'm done. I get, I grade cheese if I need to, if you, unless you already bought uh, mozzarella cheese, organic, I get from Aldi, which I love for my pizza. So while I'm doing all that, by the time I do all that, Probably 45 minutes has passed. Ding, my spaghetti squash is ready. I take the fork. I turn it into noodles. Then the really important part is that you want to get all the moisture out. So you get some cheesecloth or you can use a small uh, kitchen towel if you don't have cheesecloth. But you want to squeeze all the water after it's cooled, of course, because you'll burn your hands. I (laughs) learned that the hard way. But um, you squeeze it out to dry out the noodles, put it in a bowl, and then you add all the good stuff. This is going to be the crust. So you add in your mozzarella cheese, you add in, sprinkle some salt, pepper, and garlic powder, mix it all together. And lastly, once it kind of mixes in the cheese, you will sprinkle in a little bit of almond flour. And there's no need for measurements, really. You just sprinkle it in, mix it in. You want it to kind of just soak up the rest of the wetness, and it'll be the, a dry consistency. And then you take two tablespoons of this and put it in each muffin cup and press it down into the parchment paper, and this will create your crust. So this is so cool because, again, just like the cauliflower pizza, these spaghetti squash pizzas turn into this yummy, crispy crust and it's like a surprise for your mouth because your brain thinks it's a pizza but it's really a vegetable 
So what you will do is bake those by themselves in the oven for about 15 minutes with no toppings just to crisp them up. They'll turn like a nice golden brown. Then once they're done, you remove them. You add in a little bit of pizza sauce. On this recipe, I used pesto. You can use red sauce. I added my little pepperonis and some cheese. Put them back in the oven for 10 more minutes and then you're done. These came out amazing. I made 12 because it's a dozen in the pan. I made 12 of them thinking, oh, we'll have plenty of leftovers, but there were zero leftovers because <laughs> they were so delicious. Oh my gosh, these recipes, I can't wait for you to try them. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, but I don't have a toddler or a kid that would can eat yet, I have a newborn baby, don't worry, I got you covered too. As soon as your baby turns six months, they can start eating solid foods and they can start eating vegetables. I made my own baby food. There was something about shelved baby food, whether or not it was organic. I just had a problem with baby food being on a shelf for years at a time with a really far out expiration date that made me uncomfortable, made me feel like there were chemicals in the baby food. So I wanted to make my own baby food. I mixed my own breast milk with whatever I was making. I think that was a a huge key for me in getting my son to like vegetables and eat them at such a young age. So you can steam peas, you can steam sweet potatoes, carrots, I know I said I just said all the nutrients go into the water when you steam them, which is true, but you can also use some of that water once it's cooled to put back into the baby food as your liquid if you're not breastfeeding. It's never too early to give your <laughs> baby vegetables and start them young. I mean, 6 months old, he was eating pretty much every vegetable in his baby food <laughs> that we made for him. So, now he's 4 and he loves every kind of vegetable there is. So, It's definitely a benefit to start them young. Gosh, this this seemed fast. I can't believe it's already over, but I wanted to give you those recipes again. Don't worry if you didn't write them down. I'm going to link them in the show notes. I'll also link the air fryer that I use because I love it. And do it. Get your child eating these vegetables. It's good for their brain and it's good for their bones is good for everything and don't be afraid to use butter grass-fed Kerrygold pure irish butter is the one that i love to use so don't forget to like share and subscribe and if you want to reach me always reach me at barbie at a mommy and a mic.com. thanks everyone for listening and as always i'm going to bring in my son for the joke of the day what you call a cow stuck in an earthquake a cow stuck in an earthquake what? A milkshake. A milkshake. Oh. Uh-huh. And thank you for listening to Mommy and Mike and another exciting episode of Dry Silver Jokes. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.